And now, Capital 263. What up, what up, how are you doing? Welcome to Nai Nai and the Other Guys and Figuring Out Adulthood in 30 or so minutes. Now, this episode of Nai Nai and the Other Guys podcast is brought to you by Kaizen Yu. Please put in the music for our sponsors. Thank you. If there's anything that the good people at Kaizen Yu understand is that starting a business is not easy. With so much to learn and so much to do and so little time, you will always find your hands full. In this day and age, any business that is intentional about reaching new customers needs a website. Unfortunately, websites are one of those headaches that businesses have to deal with. But Kaizen Yu has a solution for this. At Kaizen News Digital Consulting, you can get this website created for you. Kaizen Yu takes time to understand your business, your target market, and helps you build the perfect website for your goals. Complete with affordable domains and hosting for your first year, this service is a perfect buffer for any startup. Listeners of this podcast will get a 10% discount on any digital consulting service from Kaizen Yu that you may require just by visiting kaizenyu.co.zw slash nwg. I said it, 10%. All you have to do is visit kaizenyu.co.zw slash nwg. Additionally, just to sweeten the deal, the first five people to contact Kaizen Yu can redeem a free 30-minute strategy session on digital consulting. All you have to do is visit kaizenyu.co.zw. And to learn more, visit kaizenyu.co.zw. And let me spell it for you. K-A-I-Z-E-N-Y-O-U.co.zw. Now let's get to the show. Okay, guys, welcome back to 99 The Other Guys. Today, I took the, I put the noogies off. So they're like taking a break and I have got very special people on the episode. Um, if you guys have been following my Instagram or some of the comments, you have probably noticed a girl called Wimpy Kaya. We call her Wimpy and it's not my fault. It's Wimpy because Archie and Jiri, who you guys know, I'm in a secret WhatsApp group. They call her Wimpy. So what, what Wimpy did and what Archie did and what they conspired to do is they said, oh, now you were away for so long. You never told us anything. You just went for Airbnb and you just went, I oh, didn't travel. You never told us anything. And I'm like, okay, great, guys. Not. So Wimpy slid into my DMs, like, you know, the cool guy I am. Oh. And, she gave, and she gave me this really long lecture about, listen, we need you to tell us what happened, right? And, and then she wanted to make it all woke, like, oh, yeah, so that it can help the youth in Zimbabwe, so we can see how we can be able to relate. So basically, they want to live vicariously through my experience, which is fine. So I had a bright idea, being the guy that I am, having bright ideas and stuff, which is the reason why I was abroad doing school there anyway, right? Uh, I have a friend of mine who, who I, I, I traveled with from Zimbabwe to the UK. She She's going to introduce herself on this podcast and she's going to be one of our guests today. So she's got so much more. She's got so much energy. She's a, she's a noogie. By by energy, you know what I mean. We've got the same energy identifiers, <laughs> and 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 we I'm gonna I'm gonna let these ladies introduce themselves, and we are going to go on. And the purpose of this segment is for for us to share our time. Uh, she she's got certain questions of about our time abroad, and uh, we are going to do that to the best of our capabilities. And 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 we're gonna speak on it, especially how to relate to how we are and how we find things back here. I am going to start with the person who's probably going to be like. The question asker, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself formally to the new nation? All right, thank you, Onai. Thank you for this opportunity and for having me on here. Hey, 
with what you've already said about me, I don't know if I can reintroduce myself beyond what you've, what you've said. So yes, I'm Wimbikai. Um, I love conversations. I love good, meaningful conversation. And when I'm not creating or in conversation or doing something along those lines, I am sliding into people's DMs, like Ona has already said. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't in that kind of way, so I still have to exonerate myself of that. Um, yeah, basically that's it. I'm a lover of conversation and that's why I am here and I would not let Onai just go like, dude, you can't skip the country for 18 months, be gone, and that's it. No story, no, and then this happened and then that happened. So we, we wanted this catch-up session. So yeah, basically that's me in a mixed bag kind of thing. I also, I also just yep. have to let you know that Wimpy is also mm-hmm. like a really smart person. Where we actually met was at Nast, uh, where oh. she was doing like, I don't, she was doing some insurance stuff. So, you know, insurance is like, that's like, that's for crazy people who like numbers. And um, she's like a really smart girl. So I, I really like the fact that she's also quite accomplished as well in, in, in the stuff that she does. Money, money matters and stuff. Um, so that's <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, so shout, shout out to you. Like, and then of course, I've got my fellow Shibning alum. Uh, I don't want to call her Chopi, but she's a Chopi. But Miss Tatenda, I'm Chopa. Talk to me. <laughs> you took it there. Um, yeah, <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm, yeah, so so my name is Tatenda, but y'all can call me Chopi. I think that goes for everybody, really. Yeah, so everybody, even my parents call me that now, so you might as well jump on. Um Yes, yeah, so I I am a Shivening alum. So I was there in the UK studying at the University of Leeds. And yes, I did a STEM program. I'm a geodata scientist. So oh. I just throw that out because it sounds really cool. Sounds cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, so, so I studied geographic information systems. So yes, yeah, so I'm one of those STEM ladies. I'm really into that stuff. Um, I love to talk, and that is why I'm here. <laughs> I'm sure that's why on I got you should probably here because I love to talk too. And I'm happy to come and share my perspective. I've actually been looking for a space to kind of share my experiences and some of the things that I've learned about myself, about my fellow countrymen, um, about life in general um, mm. while I was in the UK. So Let's get to it. Let's get to it. No, <laughs> just a quick one. Like, just before we get into it, this is totally not related, right? If the newbies mm-hmm. were here, I was, because today's Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, all the dads, anyone who has Yay. sired a child. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to say, and those who are there in their children's lives, because... Or, or like all the mothers who've been acting like fathers. Like, and I, I, just, I just want you to think about it. Just one minute, like, why do we feel the need to say happy Father's Day to mothers? We never do that to fathers. Say happy Mother's Day to single fathers. Like, I I, I just kind of feel like, I, I love you women, but I think sometimes, it's, just let this one go. Let it be for the dads. You know what I mean? This is not an old parents like, matter thing. something? <laughs> oh, no, no, you took it there. Um, you know, you know, these celebrations are mainly for women or by women. I don't even know that. Or I don't even think that fathers, some fathers, are aware that it's Father's Day today. They're like, oh well, whatever. Because oh, you don't, don't care. care. No, you yeah, don't. Yes, I, I texted. So, my... if you jump on this, yeah. 
I texted my dad today and I said, happy Father's Day, Mr. Shoniwa. And his response was to me as cold as ice, but I liked it. He says, thanks for remembering your father. Keep it up and stay safe. <laughs> it's like, you should have been, you should have been wishing me Father's Day anyway. So well done for doing what you're supposed to be doing. So there's no emotion attached to that. It's just None. Like, he, he kind know, of yeah, right. As, as yeah, right. You're supposed to. As if I, if I hadn't said it, like there's another father that I'm saying happy Father's Day to. You know, I guess like your father. Like, I'm like I, <laughs> but anyway, I, I just want to throw it out there. I just want to get that off my chest. But but Wimpy, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna, right, can we wish for fathers a happy Father's Day? Like you guys? No, I'm single. I'm not a dad. I'm not a dad. But everybody's a potential father, though. Like mm-hmm. everybody. No, we don't. We we don't say happy like anniversary do because everyone has got a potential relationship. No, we don't do that. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, then that just defeats the purpose. Okay. Then everybody would just be like me, also. Yeah, I no, mean, so my son fine. is a potential father. No, are we still gonna wish him? No, we can't do that. All right. No, I I just wanted to throw this out there. Now that everyone's comfortable, Wimpy, where would you want us to start? Tell us what you want to know. <laughs> I want to know everything, everything. Like you had already someone mentioned that um, you guys really got a wonderful opportunity of a lifetime. And there's a lot of us who would want to know um, a whole lot of details about that. Like we want to kind of vicariously live through you guys' experience and also kind of map it for ourselves, see how that can help us, what we can do with it. And even just to have fun and to know that you guys had a good time. It's, it's good in our course. So maybe just as an icebreaker of souls, you know, um, being a shivering scholar or alumni as you are now is a big deal. So first things first, congratulations, guys. That is that is big. That is thank you. It's a big deal because it's like an official endorsement that you guys are doing something meaningful on this earth. We may not even have to know what it is, but yeah, that's um mighty endorsement there. (laughs) So um, yes, and also. Also, it speaks to you having had a very big fat yes in, in life. But for somebody who's been, um, that can be intimidated to intimidating to somebody who has been in a place where they've been getting a series of no and no and no and rejections and all of that. And it's easy for them to think that for you guys, your life is all, is all about being yes and it's been easy. But I'm guessing you've had some no's along the journey too. So maybe just to kind of start this thing, how do you deal with rejection so that you can keep pushing until you get that one very big fat yes of a lifetime that makes it worth it? Yeah. So it doesn't matter the scenario, whether it's school, whether it's relationship, whether it's work, whether it's whatever. How do you deal with rejection? Where we started. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I mean, for me, with a lot of things, disappointments, I try not to take them personally. So, for example, if if say I had applied for a scholarship, so I applied for a couple of other things. I've applied for the bank trust. I've applied for the Mastercard scholarship, and I got rejected amongst other things. Um, and I tried not to take it in a way to say um, there's something wrong with me in particular. I took it as it's not the right time. So when it's that way, you see it as I just need to keep pushing until the time is right. 
So it doesn't actually stop you from doing what you're doing. You just make yourself better and better. And I found that um, for evening, I didn't apply like three years before because at that time I did not feel like I would get it. And at that time, I think they wanted you to pay money for IELTS for like the English language test right ahead, like right when you started. And I was like, no, I'm not paying. <laughs> so I don't want to pay. So the reason why I applied the, this time, the time that I then got it was because then they didn't ask us to pay right, right from the get. But besides that, I just did not feel like I was ready to apply. And so that's, again, where it comes in the context of time. It's not that there's something that you're doing terribly wrong. It's just that at that time, you're not particularly ready for that opportunity. And so you just keep getting better and better and then you apply again. So that's that's how I take rejection. Um, it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm a failure. It's that the time is just not right. And then it helps me to kind of focus, refocus. Yeah. It's comforting to know that the no's are not just particular to other people because it's easy to put you guys on a pedestal of all successes. So I'm glad you told your story. Oh, yeah. Most most of us didn't get it on the first time, isn't it? And I think most of us had applied a couple of times. I'm one of those who applied once for Shivening and then then I got it. But this this is the thing you need to know. With Shivening, Mm. you can get a yes or you can be thrown into the reserve or you can get a no. Mm. Like I got a reserve, so I didn't get an yeah, outright. Yeah, yeah, I piece. remember that. I didn't get an outright. Mm. So, so one of the things that's really difficult about taking a no is when you see other people getting a yes, and that's yes. really, really mm. nerve wracking. And the thing about the shaving process, at least getting it, one of the things that is interesting was you get your reserve. You're on the reserve list because you've applied. You're gonna get invited to other like uh, forum and Commonwealth office events and British Council events. So I remember mm. going to the queen's birthday knowing that i had a reserve so i'm meeting all the, the tatendas they are celebrating they are happy because they've got their years they're going to the uk and i'm here sitting on a maybe if like you know and you, and with reserve you don't know what is going to be the factor that'll get you in and you know one of those things i'm not saying this is the truth this is the reason why i then went in but one of the things i once heard some other people saying is show up still show up show up and mm. and still be the amazing person. I remember I went to that party and I I was I I, I think I the energy that I had was as if I was going cuz I was so happy for everyone mm. who was going. And you know I was with some of the people who were also on reserve and we kept saying no it's all going to be fine it's all going to be okay, right? And and I don't know how much that played a part into how they are watching you and how you behave how you still keep your head up high because the people who were selecting mm-hmm. us were there as well. So Mm-hmm. In as much as this is not a set in stone, and I don't know if that's the reason why I got it, right? One of the things I would say when it comes to when you hear the word no, you will hear no more times in your life than you will hear yes to opportunities. So what makes no's easier is getting the more and more. So the more you get to know, the more I think because the, one of the toughest things is actually attempting because we are afraid of the no. Right. So let me tell you one of the interesting things that I do now with Jerry and Archie in our in our WhatsApp group. Every time we apply for something, we if we get a reject letter, we share it in the group. It, it gets that edge off, and and we say we're just gonna mm. just keep it going. So one of the things about no, a no is just deferred success. So sometimes, like Choppy said, and I totally yeah. agree with her. Sometimes, if you believe in a divine power, it wasn't yours. If it's if it's a no, it wasn't yours. Whatever is yours is going to come. Mm. It might be tough, but it's going to come. And have that hope that you will get what you will want to get. I applied to Leeds too. I gave them a no. 
right? <laughs> like, hey. I, give them, I give them a no because that wasn't the place for me. But I got a no from the, from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine as well. But I got one at Edinburgh, which was the years that aligned with me and it aligned with the scholarship. Mm. And it was the best experience I could have had because I was specifically at Edinburgh, even though it's, a, it's number two public health to the London School of Hygiene. But I had the best experience there. So a no is, is basically a, this is not yours. So, so keep, keep your hope up, keep your head high, especially keep your head high. So I think that's, that's how we deal with the no. Perfect. I'm happy with that. That's that's really well laid out. All right. So now that you went abroad, you saw it, what did you like about being in the diaspora? I know it's, it's a little bit of a broad thing, but you can talk to us about whether it's food, culture, system, education, people, anything that was striking to you. Onai, girls, and Toby, I'm not sure. That <laughs> well. If I like the girls abroad, wow. <laughs> Well, yes, the guy is well. Hello. Um, <laughs> I know the sisters are waiting to hear this one out. We were like, so were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think besides the guys, yes, the guys, I think, uh, yes, it comes with, the, I mean, it comes with anywhere, really. There's guys everywhere. Um, there's an intrigue that is there for, um, you know, guys, I'll speak for guys in, in the UK that I encountered, there's a bit of intrigue when they meet a girl that's from Africa. They want to know what your life is like and stuff. So there is a bit of intrigue that surrounds you. I don't know if that um, <laughs> translates that way for everybody, but like for me, that's how it was. People are just really curious about you. It's exciting to meet this person from this different place. So people kind of gravitate around you. They want to talk to you. They want to hear your story and stuff. Um, what I really, really liked um, about my time in the UK was just shesh, the fact that things worked. Things yeah. work, wow. yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Facts. So I'm that girl. In ATM, get money. For- Let me tell you my story. So, <laughs> so I mean, I came, I came, I came from here, and and I had, I had the card. So they give you a card to say oh, this is where your money is, and you can withdraw, you can spend, spend it from the card straight ahead. But then me coming from a place where I needed to be having cash, you know what I mean? We had that first allowance come into my card. I went in and withdrew the whole of it. Because I wanted to have that cash in my hand. Like, yo, I was excited, guys. I had the, the cash in my wallet. But then I remember, I remember my friend saying to me, why do you have all that cash? You were like, thinking like a Zimbo. Like, I need cash exactly. all the time. You got to the cash. Cash. Yeah, you've got to have cash. Because <laughs> 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 I cash. We've got to And after a while, and you know, the craziest thing about it is because, because I had so much cash and I didn't have to use cash all the time. Like half the time you get there, like even at markets from firm, like open markets, people would have machines you can swipe. Like, so like half the time you did, not even half the time, you don't need to have cash. Like <laughs> you don't mm. at all. Mm. And, I was losing money, like literally. I was losing notes because it was just kind of sitting around where it'd be in my pocket randomly and I'd end up losing money. But then that's just, that's just one example of the things that, you know, really gave me an idea of how different 
things are going to be for me during that year. Mm-hmm. It's just the concept of knowing that you can actually get home and think, let me take a shower and boom, mm. just take a shower. True. It's True. as simple as that. There's no complications. There's no, you know, there's no complications the to certain things. Yes. There's, mm. like, so there's things that we have started to see as luxuries, things that we have started to appreciate a whole lot here that mean absolutely nothing over there. And for me, yes, that was, I did have a shock because of that. I mean, every time, yes, you've traveled quite a bit, but every time you leave after you've been in this um, circumstance or in this situation, every time you leave and get to a place where things are different, you're going to get that shock. So I did, I got, I got that little bit of a shock, just even just the, the, the thought of knowing that you have a solid income coming. There's no stories. Yeah. There's no, ah, uh, um, this month, yeah, I will give you on the twenty second, not on the on the nineteenth, for example. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, that's that's the one thing that I really like, just having things that work. You know, wow. One of the things, just to add on to what Tatenda said, is that. I agree with everything that she said <clears throat> because it all was a reflection to me. So I'm going to try and break this down almost the same way she did. I really appreciated the, when it comes to the people, right? When it comes to the people, I really appreciated how honest they were in their dealings in everything. Right. Oh right. yeah, um, for sure. Just hold on. This is going to get cut out. This is what happens when you record at home. <laughs> it's all right. I just had my son come through and just kind of say hello. He just didn't pop up on the screen, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Leave, leave me. <laughs> like I'm here. <laughs> see, this is what I like about recording podcasts because you actually get to see the true nature of the things that are going on. Okay. So let me start the video. Again. All right. There we go. So one of the things I appreciated is the people that you're with, the young people that you're with in this general space and time. In Zimbabwe, when someone says, uh, so let's meet up at this this time or we are gonna do this people kind of keep yeah. their word you know what i mean the, 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 the <laughs> there's a speed in which people do things that mm-hmm. i'm very impressed by when someone says i'm gonna send you an email to do this and this and that yeah yeah you get that email when you're when you're talking about school when someone says you're going to have uh, people coming through to your house at one o'clock this afternoon to fix this and that people will come through and fix this and that and they'll do it until they have fixed it until it's done right and it's one of the things mm-hmm. that i feel like you know we always are asking for change in Zimbabwe. we are saying the government this and that but how many times do you honestly tell your friends where they where you are when they say so what time are you going to get here and you know i know i'm at the corner and just still at home taking a shower right um we, we, we like there's a there's certainly a power to just being honest and and i think one of the yeah. other things is that people are able to say no and they don't have to explain themselves right like wow. you 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 say uh, guys, can we link up on Friday? You tell some, tell a person who you think is your friend. Can we link up on Friday? And like, no, I'm sorry, I can't. In Zimbabwe, someone tell, let, let, let me see, let me see what my schedule looks like. Uh, and then on the Saturday, they're like, no, I'm coming, I'm coming. But this person would have made up their mind way back before that. Way back. So, already so, so, yeah, so so we have got this thing where we, we, we don't, or someone asks you, are you able to do so-and-so? And we feel we are afraid that I have been caught out. I'm supposed to be able to do so-and-so. So we lie. As Zimbabweans, we like no, no. We're overly polite. You know what I mean, and it doesn't it doesn't help our cause because there, when you say you are supposed to or you're able to do something, 
you will do it mm-hmm. and they will pay you for it. They'll pay you by the hour. Mm-hmm. But so you're supposed to be, if you're supposed oh, yeah. to be at work at eight, you have to around arrive at 10 to 8, and people are there at 10 to 8, you start working at 8, they will pay you for the amount of time that you have worked. Because you say you can deliver, right? And then when you deliver, they will measure you by the amount of work that you've done and the amount of hours you've done, and you will get paid on time. In Zim, work starts at 8, but we get there at half 8. Right? We we lie Mm -hmm. about our our performance contracts. We, 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 We we muddle up figures. We, we, it's a gray area. You never really get anything straight. There's a very bad sense of accountability, not from the top, but from the bottom. So of the friends and others accountable. Um, I don't know if you've experienced that, Choppy, like there's a certain sense of transparency and accountability. And I'm not talking about people up there. I'm talking about amongst each other. So in the UK, I feel like there was more of that and it helps communication become very clear amongst people. So amongst friends, mm-hmm. I know that, or maybe Choppy says, I'm not going to be able to make it because I'm taking care of my mom today. You know, she's taking care of her mm-hmm. mom. D- don't ask her, why don't you? No, no, no. This is what is important to her. And what is important to you is important to you. The one other thing, um, and I know this probably isn't like the school that I really, really appreciated the sense of independence that people have. Um, and the first place I saw it was in how they dressed. In Zim, if something's in fashion, mm-hmm it's in fashion for the whole thing. Like everyone's dressing the same, right? We do not want to think differently. We are all thinking alike. They, they, I remember I had a classmate who always wore green. She'd wear green dress, green top, or, or green, the green pants. Always, this is what she liked. This is what she was, was used to. This is what who she was, right? So I really appreciated that sense of independence that people have. So if I'm a person who likes dressing in suits, I'll dress in suits. And society is not going to judge me for dressing in suits, right? If, I'm, no. if I want to dress up in, in short skirts, that's a girl. Or even guys want short skirts. Like, they could totally do that. <laughs> I was going to say, even as a guy, if you wanted to dress up as a girl and you felt like this is how you want to express yourself, we would all just kind of move on with it. We wouldn't even look twice at yeah. you. Even though the instinct for me, the instinct for me was to always be like, ah, 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 can you? Can you guys see this? But then because of where you're at, you know not to do things like that. You're just kind of like, okay, you know what? That's their life. Okay, cool. <laughs> you move on with it. But I mean, it's, I think it's, it's just one of those things, like when I was saying, just the sense of how things work yeah. is really because of that honesty. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, the honesty system is everywhere. You see how, and I, you've seen how at some gas stations you had, firewood just kind of laying out in the front yeah and like people knew to get their fuel they put it in their cars by themselves mm-hmm. no fuel attendant they'll do it and no then they would attendance. carry themselves they yeah. walk themselves into the shop make the payment if they want to get something like that's displayed outside not in the shop and we didn't have half guards looking oh, up to this people you don't have people checking your tickets nothing. to see if you're bored. you don't have <laughs> you don't have people at like the till most of the time <laughs> Everybody believes you're going to do the right thing and pay for your fuel. I've always said, like, why don't we just drive off? Like, what if we just MacGyver it, you know, just, you know. Just steal a bit. (laughs) No, we don't. It's not even like, people like, like, but why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like, Like, why don't you just pay for it? Yep. Yes. So, so, so that sense of honesty, so that sense of honesty, it's, it's a big deal because w- what that does is we are able to trust each other. There's a social contract between each other that we're supposed to kind of look out for each other. 
You know what I mean? So I, I really, yeah, well, yeah, that's one of the yeah. things that, that gets you as soon as you get there. People believe you. You don't have to lie about, oh, no, I, I, I'm an essential worker. This is why I'm in town. No, you can literally say, you know, I don't have food at home and the shops in my mm. neighborhood don't have any food and the police will oh, believe yeah. you and they will help you. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it was really refreshing. It's a constant fight. Yeah, so, so that's one of the things that I really appreciated about um, living abroad. Well, here it's more like the, the situations have taught us to come up with a lie first before you even want to go to the church. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's because I'm not You're sure. absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So do you have any awkward moments or any awkward experiences where you're thinking, okay, someone take my receipt and then you're giving them or something like that. I don't know. Uh, something that was out of place that you would do if you were back here in Zimbabwe, but because you're in a different country where people trust each other, you didn't have to do it. Mm. <laughs> you guys are woke. Oh my God. Nothing. The, I think if, 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 if anything that, that would kind of jump out to me is, uh, so it's, it's not about the till or anything. So there's one time I traveled to London. Um, I don't even know what I was traveling for at that time. But, uh, and I said this to Wimpy, uh, one of the easiest ways to travel and to live in spaces is just go to a youth hostel. Just go to a youth hostel, stay up there for the night. It's it's easy, right? Uh, You get to see other young people. So I go and I'm sharing... For that, exactly. What are youth... So so I'm traveling... So youth hostel is basically like... A, a house or a flat where people can just live for like two nights or so. So instead of like booking a, a very expensive Airbnb, you can just go to these places in this structure. So it's like a, a mini hotel, but you know, okay. that didn't go to private school. So <laughs> I, I, I go to this joint and I'm sharing a room with the, with the girl. Like she's sleeping on this bunk. I'm a guy sleeping on this bunk. There's another dude on this bunk and there's another girl on that bunk. Right. And I, I I did this many times. You were sharing just, rooms with girls. Sharing rooms with girls. So it's like, <laughs> I, 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 I did that many times because that happened in Copenhagen as well when I first got there. That happened in, in, in London. Every t- not, not, like once or twice when I traveled to London for the different things because I lived in Edinburgh. So I was traveling to London. Sometimes you need to, maybe it's a, it's a shaving event or one of those. So you're just traveling, just visiting. But I lived like with girls and I was like, so what's the big, di- like, what's the big deal with us being afraid mm. to share spaces with women in very intimate spaces like rooms or, or when you're sleeping in the same place. So as a Zimbabwean, I, I started being afraid, like I don't want to be caught staring or being mistaken as if I was staring or anything because I, I don't want to look creepy or anything. But then it just goes back to that kind of trusting. You can use the same bathroom. You can sleep in the same room with, with women, the same room where they will be asleep and nothing will happen. It is very possible. In Zimbabwe, that would have been a, like, your parents would, they would never, all right? They, they would never want that from you. Like, so I, I, I found that very, very, very different for me, like a bit of a shock. But then you kind of get used to it. You're like, all right, cool. Because you always wonder, what if this woman, this girl just comes out and claims that this guy raped me? Or like, what do you do? We've always got that fear. You know what I mean? Mm. But it doesn't happen because to them, they kind of are not expecting you to do it. <laughs> so, and, and you don't do it. <laughs> I think maybe for me, like mm-hmm. one of those situations for me where it was like so different is just like the interactions that we have with the professors. 
Mm. where instead yeah. of this is my superior, you are kind of like colleagues. I don't know how it was in Edinburgh, but I figured it's like the same thing. It's the same. Because you have that rapport, like you don't, you're on first name basis. And one other thing, your titles, so doctor so-and-so, professor so-and-so, mm. we don't do that. Like, the they don't do that. You're George, you're Steve, you're Mary. Like some of these people have written like, yeah. So some you of these people have written. You call me Mary? <laughs> yeah. Don't be mad. Like, <laughs> I'm at that level where I'm like, if I get a PhD, even my son will be calling me Dr. Mommy. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, and like that, that does something. Um, that does something for you academically. I say that because it puts you at a level where instead of thinking that your opinions don't matter, you think in a way that says, yeah, it's, it's not like you just get a book, you read from it, and that's what you're supposed to do. You start to think, okay, how can I make this better? Is there a way that my opinion, like voicing my opinion is going to change things? Mm-hmm. And yes, you're allowed to do that because you can just go and talk to Steve. Hey, Steve, I was thinking of A, B, C, and D. So for me, I had an awkward moment where I went in and I was like, uh, Dr. Carver, um, it's like, uh, really call me Steve. And I remember just looking at him kind of like, oh, and I didn't even realize that I'd done that. But then Mm. for me, because you don't address your superiors (laughs) by first name. It's a cultural thing. We all know, like anybody who's a certain age, anyone who's around my mom's age is going to be mom to me. Mm. Anyone who's around my grandmother's age is somewhere. So never mind that we work together or whatever, even at work, we'll be calling them mother. You know, you don't call them by by first name basis basis, and all that. Yeah. So, you know, you don't even realize some of these things um, until you're kind of in that situation. So it was a little bit, it was a little bit awkward. And even just the way I could just be honest and upfront, like I went in the one time I couldn't turn in my assignment on time. Mm-hmm. Because, because of because. <laughs> because of because. <laughs> like, <I> just, <laughs> only <laughs> once. I did that like two, three times. <laughs> oh, honey, honey. My dissertation was like that. I was going to say, I was just about to say I had my dissertation. Like I had it in like, <laughs> like last minute. But then these people are just very like open about it. Like I remember when I went and I said, oh, look, I will not be able to submit this on time. And he was like, what is going on? Sit down. And I'm like. Now you have done. to find a story. <laughs> let me think of something so I sat down I'm like yeah so the thing is and then he said are you okay where are you from by the way and I'm like "Uh, I'm from Zimbabwe it's like oh you guys are so brave you know I always admire people who have to travel and and I'm like oh we can talk like thank you for giving me an excuse I swear swear you could literally (laughs) say I am mourning the death of our former president and this is why I can't yes. like like the, one of the things that I really like just 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 I, I know I kind of cut you off, but even mm-hmm. I no, have th- those experiences where you can literally say I'm going through a heartbreak, so I'll not be able to 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 end in my assignment. And they're like, oh, yeah. we understand mental health is important, so you know just when, when do you think you can hand it in? Do you need any help? <laughs> like that's that's the difference here in Zimbabwe. Not handing in, ah, oh, you know, because ah. <laughs> so like you miss your son, you miss your son, so you, you miss your son. son, and that's why, that's why you can't <laughs> submit your assignment. Huh? When are you going to stop missing him? When are you going to stop yes. missing him so that you can that's do the work? You know, 
I, I, I think it's very important. Um, and just mm. kind of just pick back. Like I remember when I, I, I was working for this uh, research institution, and, and the, and the boss was a, a doctor something something, and I kept saying doctor, and she said no, don't call me doctor, call me. Like that was the name. That was like, mm. call me. And she was serious about that. And just to add on what it didn't say, is what this does, it removes that power dynamic so that you're mm. all at the level, levels, at a level playing field where if this person says something that is disrespectful, you can say, no, I think that is inaccurate. So th- there's a, I mean, yeah. you will still, because of education, of course, in, in, in the halls of academics, you will still find a tiered structure. Sometimes it is gendered, sometimes it is colored, sometimes it's mm. all this race. But definitely the, here in Zimbabwe, once you get a PhD, people are like, oh, PhD. But there's like, nah, nah, I, I, no one, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, it is what it is. And, and I think that's the one, when we try to relate back to our experience in Zim, we use education or having education mm, as a barrier mm-hmm. for us to interact and this doesn't help us we see it playing out in Lobola if if this person's got a master's this person's got a basic, the price is higher or if this if you know that this person did this I could literally see how people were treating me different when I came back right but but okay. at school like you can, like people are kind of oh he went to school they're like no nah, I'm still the same old or not I just studied something yeah you were UK you know so so I, I really like how they try to make things I'm not saying they're 100% good at it but the approach to life, you will see that there are definitely some sort of um, structures which are created to make sure that you remove the gaps uh, and and access barriers and, and remove the barriers to access for for people. So I know this is this is this is gonna round up in a second, and then I'm gonna send you guys another link so we can record on. Um, cool. Yes. How are we doing, Wimpy? Are we doing okay? For you, fantastic. You had fun. fun. <laughs> I'm actually forgetting that I'm supposed to be listening in order in order to get the conversation going. But I'm I'm, I'm actually enjoying the conversation for myself. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get into the minds of all of y'all and seeing what you went through, what you experienced, and all of that. Very interesting. Very very interesting. So, what was the classroom dynamic like? Now, this is just uh, outside while the time is rounding down. Was it different? Because I'm assuming both of you went to, went to uni here in Zim, and then now you had an opportunity to see a different classroom set up with different mm. ways of expressing yourself, your ideas, and everything like that. Support for this episode of Nai Onai and the Other Guys is coming from Kaizen U. Now listen, guys, I get it. Sometimes it is very difficult to navigate the internet of things with just one Instagram account. Because every time you say link in bio, there is no link in your bio. And the reason why you don't have a link in your bio is because you don't have a website. And I know why you don't have a website. It is because it is absolutely difficult to create one, manage it with all the other different things you have to do for your business. But Kaizen U exists just for you. Kaizen U offers a wide range of digital consulting services that will drive customers to your brand, one of which is the creation and development of a website. Now, for a 10% discount, listeners of this podcast will be able to get any services that are given by Kaizen U only by going to www.kaizenu.co.zw slash N-O-O-G. That is www.kaizenu.co.zw slash N-O-O-G. Now, back to the show. So I guess the question you're asking is what is the difference in the academic structure and how did we yes. relate to it and the differences and 
you know, mm-hmm. if we benefited from the differences in the academic institutions and the exactly. way they do things. I guess that's your question, yeah? Yes, definitely. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Chobi, you want to take this one? I mean, yeah, I think just just from what I was saying before, where there there was um, there was room for me to speak. I liked that because mm. I've always felt at home. There's really no space for you to do anything outside of, you know, what was specifically laid out in the syllabus. Mm. <laughs> like from from like just even from like primary school or whatever. It's not like you're out there being encouraged to invent new things. You mean in if Zimbabwe? Anything, yeah, in Zimbabwe. Mm. Um, if anything, you're discouraged in a way. You're not really supposed to challenge the status quo. Whereas mm-hmm. whereas in the UK or I mean, okay, for me I've had the privilege of actually going to school in the US before as mm-hmm. well. And I was in college there and it was the same sort of thing where you're like, instead of just saying, okay, this is how we do it. It's like, okay, so this is how it was done before. How do you think we can improve on this? And this Mm -hmm. is the honest is on us. So you find that a lot of the institutions in the US or in the UK, those are the ones that are churning out inventions. Those are the ones, if there's, if there's a new type of, um, you know, kettle that boils water 15 minutes or I mean, 15 seconds quicker, it's come from the university. Like somebody mm. in the university did a dissertation on it and then they've now put it all on the market and things like that. And I'm actually very happy because I know right now we've got the we've got these tech hubs that are starting up in universities here and, and institutions here. And this is like definitely what we should be doing more of. Because I mean, look at us, we're making our own um we're making our own um equipment for like COVID nineteen and stuff. So I, we mm. can do this. It's just that we haven't been allowed to, we haven't been encouraged to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from that having that space to just be able to talk because like I'm saying with with the education systems there, it's more like your colleagues. So even yeah. when you write your thesis or whatever, you get to co, you know, you get to co co-sign on things. You don't they don't just tell you do things like this. You have opinions, you're allowed to come in and kind of express yourself. And that gives you a lot of creative power. Um yeah, to actually you can actually make a difference. That's something that we definitely need back here as well. I, I, I will agree with you. So let me let me tell you a story. So before I did the Master of Public Health uh, in the UK, mm-hmm. I applied for the Master of Public Health at the at a university in this country, right? And mm-hmm. the the first of all, to get in those class, they've got like twenty spots in that class. And what I heard um, is that of those twenty spots, twelve are gonna go to doctors, six mm-hmm. might go to nurses. And the other two will go to medical lab scientists, right? Now, I'm a, I'm a scientist. I don't have the qualification of medical lab scientists, although I did have you know, basically all of the things that they do. Like, you can throw me in a medical lab, science, science lab, and I would know what to do, right? Outside maybe one or two courses. But the, the barrier to entry for certain things is so tough here in this country uh, hmm. where our health systems are not as good. But, you know, when I was studying at the University of Edinburgh in the UK, right, I was learning uh-huh. with people who did insurance and they were doing public health because what they wanted to do, oh, wow. they wanted to do like health insurance. That's what they wanted to get into. Oh, I was learning with people who did acupuncture, right, hmm. in public health. I was learning with people who were teachers, but they were getting to public health. So there's a certain open-mindedness in which they approach everything. Yeah. 
that is really good that mm-hmm. we don't do back home here. And it is to our own detriment because, you know, you don't understand that public, like just in my, in my sense, and, I, and I'm sure you probably saw it in yours as well, uh, Tatenda, where mm-hmm. it's like you don't have to always be, it's not a cookie cutter sort of system. They want you to no, explore. Yeah, exactly. They, they, exactly. The, one of the things they kept telling us the first day is, what we want to hear is your voice in your papers. So you could get marked yeah. down for just giving the regular answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Taking like, what you took from the book. Taking what you know, they're like, no, we, uh-uh. we get that is what Wimpy said in this book. We get that's what Tatenda said. But what do you think? But what do you think? What do you think? You know what I mean? So, so passing and failing was dependent on your ability to critically analyze things. I don't know if this is just the difference between yeah. undergrad and master's studies. But for us, you, would, you wouldn't get your typical assignments no. with a question and answer. <laughs> It'll be like... It's the same. I mean, yeah. Because I did undergrad, like I'm saying, I did part of my undergrad in the US and it was the same thing, like you're saying. You're actually specifically asked for your opinion. Mm. So it's not like a master's undergrad thing. No, it's just... It's, it's, it's a... It's, it's a Zimbabwe yeah. and away. And, and one, of the, yeah. one, of, one of the things that I really enjoyed about that sort of system is I remember I had one course where the report mm-hmm. back on the assignment wasn't like what you guys did. No, it was like, just give a reflection of, on how you worked with people and the challenges you faced working as a group. That was the assignment. So you're, they're, they're, marking, they're marking you on, on the performance, not like the actual content, but can you just report mm-hmm. on what were the things that you found hard, difficult, that you found difficult working with? And some people say, no, uh, language barrier sometimes. And the reason they say this is because in public health at an international stage, this is what you're going to have to deal with. Those we would we'd have assignments. We're like, we want you to write this as a blog, so don't be very technical. Blogs. Uh-huh. So in Zim, if you ever tell uh-huh. your parents, no, I want to be, I want to learn how to write a blog, they're like, ah, Zim, my blog. But here you're studying it as a, as an intellectual <laughs> yeah, yeah. level where you get to kind of <laughs> contribute that way. So I, I truly appreciate that kind of system where it's like your voice matters. And yeah, and and you're encouraged to ask, always ask. Don't worry if it's a silly, if you think it's a silly question, consistently ask, just ask. If you don't know, ask. Yeah. How about the times you get, you get extra marks for talking about how you failed? I don't know one of my presentations, like (laughs) they were really impressed. I'm like, oh, I couldn't figure out how to put this on the on the map. So I was trying to do this and that. So maybe I think maybe next time I need to try this. I don't know if it will work, but maybe I need to do that. And they're like, oh yeah, that's really, really good. And I got like, you know, a couple of extra points just for saying that I failed. Mm. Like the idea is to see that you're actually engaging with the course enough to try something outside of, you know, what you had kind of told yourself you were going to do. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it, it really does encourage you to not, to not have like, blinders you you see the whole world in a different light mm. after you've gone through that because because what that does is there's no black and white you know what i'm saying and that's mm. the world is not black and white there's mm-hmm. so much gray out there and then you take that that the way the world is and then you put that in the education setting so it's like you're being trained to go out in the world whereas um i'll just speak about my education at mm. africa university <laughs> I don't want to talk about everybody else, but I'm talking about my personal experience. Mm-hmm. It was just, look, this is what's in the book. You come and you take notes. And then when it's time for exam, you just regurgitate what you have there. You have. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then, and then if that's not how it was in the book, you're probably going to get marked down. 
Mm. Um, that's true. Yeah. So you need to basically replicate what's in there and put it out. And then that's not how the, how the world works at mm. all. Mm-hmm. You're going to go out there and you're going to have to figure things out. So that's, that's, I think that's one of those things that's put us as Zimbabweans in this position that we're in now because mm-hmm. we just, you know, we're taught to kind of just follow. Mm-hmm. We're not really, yeah, we're not really explore. encouraged to explore. We're just taught to just or disagree or disagree. You can't really. Just and so think that, for yourself. Yeah, you're not, you're not. What's in the book? Yeah, if it's outside yeah. the book, it's already wrong. So yeah, how are we ever wrong. going to be? Yeah, how are we ever going to develop to have inventions if we're always sticking with the book and always in the book? But anyway, this is a good mm-hmm. thing: open-mindedness, diversity, and all of that. But now that you're back in the country and you're probably also incorporated back into the workplace, are yeah. you implementing that kind of thinking, that kind of doing, that kind of okay? As my ideas, I speak. Oh, when you're trying to do that, you wish them. Now that you went to university outside the country, you want to tell us what to do. Do people come at you in that kind of way that, so now because you went outside the country, you think you know everything. You think you tell us how to do things. (laughs) Is it the right way? Like that. Or are you (laughs) to be different? This needed to be recorded as a video. Because the faces you were making were just—I'm <laughs> oh, recording so it as a video. It's actually recording as a video. I think we should put it out as a video because some of these faces, y'all. Right. Um, <laughs> do you wanna go? You wanna go? You wanna go for this one, Tatinda? Whilst, whilst I think, do I want to say anything nasty about my current employer? No. <laughs> as for me. Okay. Go. Do you know what? Um, yeah. Okay. So this is just not specific to this time that I've gone and studied and come back. Mm. Um, because like I said, I've, 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 I've done this before. And You're a veteran. Sitting. You're a veteran at, yeah. at, at learning outside Vitamin. the country. Hey. You've been through the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. And then I'm that person who's always, I've never felt like I have a calling outside of Zimbabwe. Mm. So I've had opportunities to go, but I've never, ever felt like I'm called to lead from outside. I've always felt like I'm called to lead from within and I've always come back home, always. Mm. And the one thing that strikes me about coming back home is the level of resistance that change. then meet. I know that in general, because I don't think this is specific to Zim per se, but in general, there is resistance to change everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But more so here, I find that um, maybe it's the current setting, but like the more educated you are, the harder it is to get a job here Mm -hmm. um, because then you're more expensive and you're just a problem. You're disruptive, eh? you're disruptive. So, so, so it becomes harder, you know, to be employed. And that's, that's a shame. That's a real shame. I know a couple of people who have pretty good master's degrees who have failed to um, gain employment solely because people are like, yeah, I know you're overqualified. You're like, no, 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 this job needs somebody for a PhD. Those like, yeah, rules, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's too it's much. People say, no, like, we don't have that kind of man, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it's, 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 very, it's very difficult because, like I'm saying, you come in and you've got all these new ideas. And I've been told before that, yeah, some of these things are not for Zimbabwe, sister. Sister, sister, <laughs> your story is... They're not for here, yeah. Shame. You, yeah, it's nice out there, but here just dial it down. 
dial it down a little bit. And then what that does also is it, it does water you down yes. to an extent. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 it does kill the vibe. It does. Um, I've been fortunate enough this time around that I'm not, um, I'm not working for a local company. So I am actually working for a UK based company and I have done so much since February because I have leeway to like explore, explore. I am allowed. I am allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am allowed to do that. I'm allowed to just say, because at first I started off, yeah, I was thinking I could do this and then I'm waiting for the, no, don't do it. And then I keep hearing, yeah. Did, so did you try it? Did it work? I'm like, oh, I should have just done it. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'll do it. You know? So it's, it's, it's very, 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 very different. The last time I interacted with a company that was based here, I had a really tough time because I kept being told that, so you think that the computer is awake, huh? Mm-hmm. Which is outside my system, you know? But mm-hmm. I'm like saying, okay, look, it's more efficient to work this way. Mm-hmm. You can't keep drawing control lines using your, using your hand. There is a button that you press and you've got control lines for the whole country. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can tell you, I can, I can do this. You don't need to pay anything extra this is all part of this simple software that i download for free mm. but you can't go in and say things like that because you're being standoffish yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's hard it's hard what what i can say from from that like um i am glad that i work in an organization that encourages people to study and to be like to go out and study which is why i was able to get a one year study break and then come back and they want me back to be able to 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 implement some of the things i learned outside there to here and which is fair and fine the doing it part is a, is a little different now we've got covid a lot of things happened when we came back that are just outside the normal so sometimes yeah. I, I i am not going I, I sometimes don't know and i'm not going to say anything but i'll say like there's a certain way in which like i think one of the toughest things about coming back home is the reward system um in zimbabwe you 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 will get rewarded for for okay you are, you are testing this number of samples, that's, that's what we're going to reward you for, right? If I say, do you know what, I've, I've, just, I've, I've done a, like a little research on the internet and I found this out, this out, this out. I think we can improve our workplace in this way. That's not going to go on your performance contract. And your performance contract exactly. sometimes determines maybe your promotion and what sometimes, some, sometimes you are gifted in something that is not reflected on your performance contract, but it's something that's going to improve the workplace or some of the work that you do. So like uh, Tatenda is saying, people will say, computer bus, bus, bus. Like, computer, being on your computer does not work. But what you're doing on the computer mm-hmm. is going to impact what you're doing outside the computer, away from the computer, right? So, but sometimes people don't understand it. The stark difference is how I felt when I came, I, I did an internship. I always say this because I want as many African students, if you're listening to this from outside, do it. I did an internship at the United Nations. And it was within like the first month where they were like, because I, I got there around about end of November, December, they were like people giving out certificates for different things. Like, you know, your bosses are watching you for different things. And I was still just learning at that point. I got the certificate that said, we love the way you're enthusiastic about learning and your energy. I got gifted for enthusiasm and energy. Do you understand? And those things yeah. will, will encourage you in the workplace. It, it doesn't have to be technical stuff. But this, the fact that you're willing to learn gives you a reward. You, 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 they, they reward you for that. Just African systems in general don't reward soft skills. 
they don't reward yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, we true, very, true. We're, we're grateful true. for the way you were able to talk to the the the, the visitors mm-hmm. who came. We were thankful for that. So sometimes just in general in Africa, they want like, so did you were you able to 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 make us money? Like I might not have been able to beat <laughs> last year's target, but you know what I did do? I created a better relationship with a, a lot of our clients. The clients. Lots of our clients yeah. trust us now. But they, they don't, they don't sometimes you don't see these systems uh it being like being implemented it's stifling it is difficult because sometimes you wish them you want to say let use my mind guys my mind is so much in here right and mm-hmm. use me use me use me use me because i want mm-hmm. to work and, and and i think that's just the problem when sometimes you come back home we are it's just monotonous and you your mind is mm-hmm. not used i think that's what some scholars from outside would struggle with but shout out to the organizations who do recognize yeah. the mass talent yeah. pool that they have. Yeah. This is something that I said, I said to somebody too, like what you're saying, like it's just um, when people recognize soft skills and stuff, mm. I do feel like, um, and I've said this, and this is a horrible, horrible thing to say. You should not repeat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm going to say it now because I feel like it's such a reality for a lot of us. Um mm-hmm sometimes people feel like this is the place where dreams come to die. Mm. You come mm-hmm. and you're horribly, awfully excited about what you've learned. Mm. You've, you know, you've spent this year abroad and you've picked up all these different things because that is the purpose of going abroad, like doing mm. these exchange programs or any of this stuff. The whole purpose is to go out there, cross-pollinate. Like, like that's what it's about. Like mm. what you find there, you come back implemented here and then, Whoever comes here gets stuff from here, they implement there, and you know, and it's just a continuous exchange. But then, like, when you come here and then you've got all these hopes and dreams, and you get there, and it's like, yeah, it's just that, yeah, this is not the place. So, I'm going to go to the UK, Coco. Yes, and then you actually, like, I mean, I've, you know, people say so, all sorts of things, like, ah, you guys think you're going to mend up or you come back and now, my room. No, <laughs> you know, like, and, and it's not, and that's, that's just the sad thing. It's like so misunderstood. I don't know why it's so mis. when you come at, when you come through and you're trying to make changes or whatever, it is so misunderstood. And I'm not, sh- I'm not, I don't, I don't really get, I don't fully understand why it's taken and, and that way where it's, it's like an offense, you know, you're coming in and you're, you're, you're disrupting. It's an offense. And, you know, it, Instead of just um, instead of taking up certain things and appreciating some of those things, it's it's not taken that way. And then again, people leave. Mm. People decide to leave, and we've got you know we've got so many brilliant minds out there. If we were all here right now, if we're all encouraged to thrive here, I know a lot of people who would be home, but it's just. Stifling sometimes. I, I think Rwanda has got a good way in which they use young people. I think that's a. I've heard that young people mm-hmm. are, are taking up space in Rwanda and kind of contributing back to their countries. Mm-hmm. And I wish that you know, just sometimes just create space, let young people thrive. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel yeah. like sometimes when they create space, it's it's tokenistic. It's not you know like you've got these hubs like ah oh, no I've created this this workspace mm. for young people and this workspace only really is just uh, an internet cafe it's not really yeah. adding it's just a place with internet and electricity bare minimum but when you think create space is 
does your like for example univ- do your uh, do your universities connect with industry to make sure that when this person oh, yeah. is coming from delta they they can make uh-huh. a brand new uh beverage i remember i i, I interned at at a beverage company in this country, right? And I came up with this idea to say, do you know what? I want us to create this drink because this, 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 that shot down. And then we, it was only, it's only wow. when the, the same concept was used in South Africa. And we the only have coke that, here. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, oh we've got coke, we've got shrimps, we've got Delta, we've got... No. Minutes, there are many. So I could, like what I'm saying is like, then like sometimes we just, need people who are in charge and you who's listening to the show who one day may be in charge create those spaces mm. they're not trying to be disrespectful to you and they say this excel thing that you're using is not working let's migrate to mm-hmm. this particular uh, thing or mm. this or paper is not working let's move to excel let's do this they're not trying to be disrespectful they're trying to optimize the process and they're trying to help this organization that's the beauty of this conversation because the people who are listening are the future leaders and some people mm. are in positions where they can influence already. But I hope we won't be surprised that when we are in positions of leadership, we're doing the same thing that we are saying is not okay right now because you'll be thinking, ah, this kind of child wants to take my position because he thinks he's now clever in all of that. So yeah, I hope we will definitely be different in that. And whoever is listening, creating spaces means just give me the opportunity to express mm. myself it value to this thing and just so that it's not all good. All right. So the next thing I want to do is to kind of flip the, the switch and look at the other side of what you maybe did not like about being in the diaspora. Maybe if you had to deal with any complexities yes. by reason of abroad. And maybe something like, okay, here is what I heard. Some stereotypes like somebody thinks you ride on an elephant to go to the river. And <laughs> when they such a stereotype, you have to prove yourself to, to be like, look, guys, I'm just an equal with you guys. Or maybe for you, it was different because you were in an educational environment and everybody's kind of like woke and they understand Africa is a better place. But um, maybe if you had any other complexities that you had to deal with. And then I'm going to put in a point one question to that. If you were in a foreign country right now with what's going on, how would you be behaving? With what's going on, I mean, with the entire um, situation. I don't know that political situation, that one now, and that's going on. Black with, Lives um, Matter. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And you being Black and a foreigner, and you are right in the middle <coughs> of it. How would you deal with that? I would hide. <laughs> 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 no, fam. Like, I have to do school, and that's it. I'm not going on the street. That's it. Um, it matters. Yeah, we have a clause though, like with even and we had a clause that told us that we couldn't like partake in any of that stuff. Yeah, we weren't, yeah. We weren't so even we're not, allowed, we're allowed to, to. We weren't allowed okay. to do it in that yeah. way. I mean, in another, in a different scenario, I probably, um, yeah, I probably would jump in, not because. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I, you know what I'm saying <laughs> I think I, w- I would jump in because mm-hmm. I'm one of those people I am yeah, let me say this out I have very pan-Africanist views I am okay. that person I mm-hmm. am like the, the whole theory behind pan-Africanism that I 100% believe in and 
for me, this is this is who I am. Like you can't divorce that from from like as a as a as a, as a person. You can't you can't take that from me. And I think that's that's one thing that would make me go out there and actually try to make a change. Because I mean, we've been seeing so many things personally. I've been affected by racism, and it's really a horrible exactly. feeling. It's mm-hmm. a horrible, horrible feeling because I think there's things like it's like it's like if your dude wants to break up with you and says, ah, you know. Because you know you're cooking shans, it's not on point. So like, okay, cool, I'll go take cooking classes. But then they say, yeah, it's because you're black. You're, yeah, your legs are too long. I'm like, <laughs> you can't, I can't cut them off. Can't, can't cut them I can't off. change it. So like, so it's, that's the same thing for me with racism. Where I'm like, I'm always going to be me. This is who I am, and there's literally nothing wrong i did not choose to be this way i could not change it even if i tried and i'm being treated a particular way because of something that i cannot change that's like the worst feeling ever so so yes i would i would i would be the one to be up there with the placard i would i would definitely <laughs> go up there um yeah for sure. also, i would actually expect racism to have been an issue because i have heard in certain parts of the uk those people are not everybody, but they are people who are very racially biased. Right. When you are showing up and you're black, and it's, it's kind of an issue. I don't know if you encountered that. So, so I, I hmm. majority of the time I didn't because what I what one of the things I experienced is I think most of the postgraduate students at my university were international scholars. So, yeah, yeah. so, it's, so you've got this. Uh, so when you're in your university, like you got a bubble. Team, you're, you're living inside this bubble of yeah. you're from China, you're from this place, you're, you're all different, you're from all different spaces, so it's fine. But there was a day when I, I went to, yo, things were tough. So, like, I, it was after shivening, uh, um, I was trying to save money up for the internship I was going to go to because it was unpaid and I was working. So, full, like, not even, I was working and one of the jobs I did was a kitchen porter. So, I was literally doing dishes. Right, I was literally doing dishes, right? it's, and and it's one of the funny things I I saw this guy. It's, first of all, it's a humbling sort of process because, but then it makes it's one of the things why it's okay. It's like I I'm doing these dishes, but I'm with a bunch of other university students from all over the world, and mm. like ah, oh, this person is an engineer. Ah, oh, this person is uh, doing this. like it's not you're not there because you you're not schooly enough. Like you're there just because you're trying to get quick money to be able to just survive. Trying to get paid. Trying to get paid. So. This one guy said to me, he's like, oh, no, I, I like, I like, I remember there was another guy from Africa and I think it was from Zimbabwe or something. He's like, you guys are hard workers. And, and it hurts because I'm thinking, all you see in me when you see black people is just hard workers. So it's, yes, and then he, and he mentioned a whole other race of people. like, oh, these people are not, they're lazy and they're not black people. And I don't want to say which race it was, but you're like, so-and-so people are lazy, right? But he was, but it, it was not white people. So to me, the fact that they kind of feel like we are tougher, our skins are thicker, it, it, it feeds into the stereotype that black people don't feel the pain. So there was a study mm-hmm, recently in mm-hmm. the UK, I think the US that showed that medical students in 2016 felt like black people didn't feel this, black women, I think, or black people didn't feel the same amount of pain as white people, which would then mean that in hospitals, they are not treated the same because they kind of feel like your pain tolerance is higher. You're more resilient. You're more resilient. So, oh. we, so that's why sometimes you might find, might, I don't know, you might find black women dying more in maternity wards in certain countries because they kind of feel like, no, black women can deal with this. You know, it's, it's, it's easy for them. 
So see, some of those things, when they brand you as a hard worker, it's, it's happy, but it's like, I'm more than just a hard worker. I'm not hardworking because I'm black. I'm hardworking because mm-hmm. I'm onai. You know what I mean? So it creates these, right. these, these weird expectations. One of the other tough bits is when someone, when you're having an argument with someone about the struggles that you're facing in your own country, and then they, they, what, what, they look down upon those struggles because they, they, they don't understand the, the, the effect. It's almost like as a guy, I tell women that, no, your periods are not painful. You guys are, uh, uh, what do I know? About, what do I know? <laughs> about when someone looks down, yeah. upon, like, looks down at your struggle because it's not their lived experience. So some of those things, mm-hmm. are kind of, they're just hurtful, especially when they come from people who you're close to. And I think the one other time, this time I was not in the UK, I was in Copenhagen where a friend of mine was New Year's. We went over to this bar, we went inside and we came outside to see the, 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 the fireworks. On our way back in, the bodyguard, the security guard said, can you please bring out your passports, whatnot? I didn't have my passport at the time, but I had my UK visa, which had my face and like mm-hmm. legit, legit, legit. He refused to, to, to consider that. But he was letting everyone else like... and. For a moment, I was like, we just got in here a moment before. Like, I got uh-huh. the tickets to show, like, the receipt the, to show that we were in here. And then I got it like, nah, I know why this guy didn't let me in. And I told my guy, because my friend was was white. He was like half Italian, half Scottish. Mm. And, he was like, and I was like, and he was mad. And I realized, you're not letting me in here probably because of my skin color. So I just gave it up Apparently, and I walked away. Suspects. Yeah. So yeah, so, so that happened. And then we just like walked away. And, and that was it. So that's what I faced. But if I was there right now, I think some of us guys, my, my the, like I don't know where I would have been, but in any space that I'm working in, I want to use the privilege that I've had and learned to make life easier for any person who's been oppressed, especially on account of their color. That is, yeah. that, that, that is the thing. Like, so when I'm working, because you will sit in health, in, in engineering, in development, in, in your area of studies, like if you don't have a Zimbabwean there, if you don't have an African there, they're not, they might not translate it to the way in which we understand it, which is why it's very important to see people of color in these different spaces so that you are not just getting their solutions because they, they think this is what you guys should have, but having our solution. Yeah, they're getting our side of the story. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know where I would have been, but I would have been in a space that would have been helping black people uh, have a piece of the cake. I don't know if it would have been in the streets or behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, I think <laughs> in the UK, in the UK, I didn't really... Yeah, maybe it's because of the space that I was in. I didn't really get that, um, you know, that really like uh, in you, your face racism. Racial, no, no, I never got that as well. Yeah, because I didn't get great, that. It was a great system, actually. Most of the students were yeah. quite uh, open-minded. They quote unquote did not see color. But it's like, <laughs> cool. yeah, like but most that. of them were great. most of them were great. Like I, I, I can't like my my university created a bit and. A very yeah, safe space for, for me. Sure. Plus, I was for there sure. for school. I didn't care. Like, I liked being <laughs> black. You know, there's something. There's yeah, something that's like, what I was like. I, 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 I got perks. <laughs> yeah, perks you, that, yeah, I mean, you, I was special. People exactly. like me for what I could tell. Like, I, I had stories for days. Exactly. I'm that serial storyteller I'm going to tell you about. Like, I didn't get any of that. Um, do you ride a rhino to school? None of that. I didn't. Nah, no, no, you don't. Not in the UK. Not. I got that no. in the US for sure, oh, but okay. not in the UK. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got that. But then, um, in the UK, none of that. I remember, like, my mom was watching the graduation um video, and she's like, ah, "You're the only black girl." I'm like, "Oh, I am." 
Oh, yeah, and I was literally the only black person. So I was like, I didn't even know. I didn't feel like I was the only black person. So that says something. So that means that I, you know, there was none of that. I did not, I would not even, there was, there was none of that at all where where I was at. But what I did see is that when you walk out of the space of the university, there were certain things, there were certain Mm. things. I've got one of my, one of my friends who was also a Zimbabwean guy who was at the University of Leeds. He told me about how he would see if he's walking around, like just maybe from the city or whatever, he would see how, um, ladies would intentionally cross the road so that they don't walk in that way like so like just that whole idea of a black man walking Mm. around um Mm. he he said he was affected by it and i can see i can see how that would happen because i've seen certain things you know Mm. what i mean um and and i can i can get it i can get it for 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 him to say he's had that experience i can i can get that because in general in general yes there's a whole stigma attached to just being a black man. I guess it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's a bit harder for a black man than it is yeah. for a black woman, I think. Wimpy, uh, your time is running out. <laughs> so oh, you might want to ask us like, oh. a, like a final round of a question before like we say goodbye. Okay. Really? Oh my God. All right. So there's this one that, that you discussed. <laughs> you said um, the youth outside the country, they're like 30 and 32 and they've got everything going on together for them. They've got a house, oh, they've, got a, yes. they've got an investment, they've got things going on together for them. And then you you look back at the youth back at your home, you're 30, you're 32, you don't even know in the next five years what things may look like for you because of mm. the situation and all of that. So do you think that it's because those guys have something that we don't have. Are they set up for success? Are they intentionally going for success? Are they taught some way that we're not? What is it that, is there something special about them that's not with us, our side? What would you say about that? Before touching the answers, I'd say, please read Wimpy's blog on that. She she had some very good responses about that. So I think, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but Tatenda, uh, why don't you, why don't you give them your bit? What you think? Oh, I think it comes down to yes, the economy in itself. It's just it doesn't give us a chance at all. So it's like like what we were talking about where in the UK things work. So if you go to work, it follows that you will get your money. And therefore you should be able to save and therefore you should have you should be able to have a plan. Whereas here, going to work does not mean that you'll get your money. Mm-hmm. So therefore, <laughs> if you, it's hard to make a plan, and we all know that it's it's, it's just a dream, and we have some sort of goals. You know what I'm saying? You can't really set goals. You don't have timelines are difficult because between now and tomorrow, monetary policies can change, and mm. that changes everything. So it just makes it very hard. I think a lot of people in their twenties and thirties right now suffer from a special type of depression. Mm. It's this hopelessness that we have. We don't, like, you think about things like, oh, I'd love to have my own place. And it's like a yeah. really big dream. That's a really big dream. When you drive around, drive around in Highlands, drive around in, um, I don't know, Borodale or whatever, you look at those and you see that it, this is something that is so unattainable. Mm. Whereas, yeah. and even for us people with your master's degree, it still is unattainable. Mm. There's nothing special about you still because it all comes down to the environment that you're in. And yes, part of it has to do with, part of it has to do, yes, with just the, the way our minds are set up. 
you know, so that whole thing here, you know, if you don't get a job, then, you know, whereas with without there, some of these, you know, some of these theories are like, okay, you don't actually need a job. You could come straight out of uni and get into entrepreneurship and start your own thing. And, you know, they really support startups. The government itself will like hook you up, things like that. So, yes, it does have, yeah, it does have some somewhat of a bearing. But I think in general, yeah, in general, it really just comes down to the economy, the economic environment. That's that's just it. Like where you're like, you can't even dream about moving out of your parents' house (laughs) because how can you afford it? Yeah, yeah you can afford it for this two months, but then we don't know what's going to happen after that. You can't, mm-hmm. There's no stability. So you can't plan. The whole idea is you cannot plan because for you to have a house, you need to plan. You need to have a mortgage or you need to be able to save up. You need to, if you can't plan, you can't do nothing. That's, that's the problem. All right. So I'm going to skip on a little bit on this one, unless if you're going to give us additional time to nope. look at this. But then mm-hmm. what I wanted to find out was the other thing that I had other people asking me or others asking about was relationships. As a lady, when you are preparing to go outside the country, are you going to consider what that will do to your social relationships, your potential marital life or stuff like that as a consideration? So that's for you, Shelby. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm one of those serially single people so that was not an issue (laughs) that was not an issue i happened to then meet somebody you know before i went there who was there and then we got it on but that was not something that i was even thinking of but i'll say this some of the people because i i also had the privilege of being um, in spaces where there's a lot of zimbabweans who are out in the diaspora and their general consensus was that Women change, but they change when they come here. And mm-hmm. naturally, because I mean, you're, you're being thrown into a whole new environment, a whole system, it's a culture shock. There's, you're going to learn things about yourself. You're going to change yourself. So yes, you're going to change for sure. And, and that's something that is an issue of contention with a lot of people. So a lot of Zimbabwean couples, they leave home together and they get there and then within two years, things fall apart. Um, so it's, yeah, you have to you have to be ready to understand how this place will change you first, I guess, and then you okay. take it from there. That's 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 my take on that. Otherwise, people are just people anyway. <laughs> people so use the same issues you'll have change. here. So, is it like just the ladies change or the guys also change? Or no, not? everybody changes. In everybody everybody changes. changes. Any environment will change you. Just go to Bulawayo yeah. and you will change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you will change um but I, I i think sometimes anonymity gives you so much power so because you don't have the support systems that are existent in zimbabwe you don't have this accountability network sometimes yes. then you can then start doing certain things that you never thought that you could do so you wouldn't you, do yeah yeah so sometimes you 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 start maybe in the positive sense you start thinking a lot more different positively uh because you're no longer mm-hmm. afraid of what people are going to say Right. So, you, but then sometimes you start thinking negatively, where you now feel like since no one is gonna ask me, I don't have to. Like I'm not. I can cheat with a white girl because I know that the way the white women they think is not. Is, you kind of it's like very different from the way Zimbabwean black women think. So you can kind of weave your way in. As I was saying before, I was really interrupted. What changes is you the like. Uh, 
yeah, every place changes you. Uh, I did not interact. I was in a space where I did not interact with too many Zimbabweans, which is okay. Um, and I was also in a relationship with a girl who was in a in a different country as well. So me going outside the country actually made me actually helped me understand her life. Although she was not in the UK, it helped me understand her life more than I than when I was in Zim. I got to see like, oh, that's the way, that's why she dresses like this. So that's why she talks like this. This is why she feels this way. And I'm like, ah, oh, great. But no, I, I... And this is why when she says she's busy, she's really busy because she's she's doing something. No, yeah. should, uh, on, on, only, only, only girls are allowed to be busy. Guys are not allowed to be busy. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, no, you're not. Guys are not allowed to be. Like, yeah, you can't. Why busy? How? What? What? What's better than this? So, so, yeah. So, so I know you had so many more questions, but I'm sure I have to cut you off here now. Um, I I had an amazing time answering and being a guest for once. Choppy is such a wealth of knowledge, and I want to hear her back. Back again. She's got so much experience as a human being. So does Wimby. So I'm um, I'm officially branding you as Nugi Strays. So from now on, as you guys, it's a term of endearment that we give to people who are who are our favorite like guest hosts. So uh, you, Wimpy and 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 Choppy, you're going to be Strays, and I'm branding you the Strays because I never bring my Strays. So you know, I don't, I don't know how that feels. Like, I mean, I'm being branded astray. Don't worry, it's a good thing. Good. If, if 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 you know if you know if you know the podcast, you know it's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing. So here's what we're gonna do. Okay. Uh, I, a lot of people mm. might want to get in touch with you, Tatenda, on applying and how to how you the shipping process was. Oh yeah, for sure. And, I, and I'm hoping that you're. I'm usually ask guys we are, we are ready to help anyone if you got questions how you apply absolutely we're super there absolutely. where can people get in touch with you I'm so I suck on social media but get at me um on Instagram <laughs> I'll still check it um uh, so so I'm on there I'm choppy underscore Miley M A I L E E so so get on there and um you can literally just kind of email me okay. yeah email me so that's chopatn at gmail.com then i will get back to you i don't i'm not i'm not doing twitter <laughs> or facebook yeah it's, it's, it's a tough place um it's a tough place. <laughs> i found out your second name from facebook which is really fun so sorry i found out your second name from facebook which is really cool so yeah Noreen, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Noreen. We go by that. It's Taribas. It's Taribas. Taribas. <laughs> Wimpy, you have been an amazing uh, host. Um, uh, do, do you have anything you want to tell us about your future endeavors? Number one. Number two, where can people get in touch with you? I know you've got a very uh, creative mind and stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, I like dabbling into creatives here and there when I can. Um, mostly I like Instagram because I like writing a lot and sharing little bit of bits of things. And then I'm looking into doing something that brings conversation into the world. I'm still working on that, as you might know. But if all goes well, you'll be seeing some new things, some content yeah, along those lines. And I also blog about anything and everything from so that every what, what, day what's, what's the name of your blog 
I just recently changed the name and I don't remember it. <laughs> wow. No, it's actually called Connecting Word. It's Collect. Connecting Word. I have three of them. So I was trying to think, which one am I, am I posting right now? Which one am I posting on right now? Mm. Yes. So the, the one that's currently... Connect in word. Connect yeah. in word. Okay, guys, g- get yourself oh, there. Yeah. And so, so what's yeah. your social media? Oh, like, what's Instagram. your Instagram? Yeah. My Instagram is Wimbikai underscore HRM. Okay. Not Wimbikai. Wimbikai. Wimbikai with a W. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Just like Wimpy. So okay. that's all. Yep. Uh, Guys, I'm very grateful for everyone who has listened to this podcast today. And like I said, these conversations are conversations we keep going. I'd like to give a big shout out to the feedback that I got from the consent conversation that we had last week on consent and creating safe spaces for women. I like the arguments that I had from guys, uh, especially like, you know, so are we supposed to ask, ask, ask girls for compliments before we compliment them? Like, sorry, ask girls for permission to compliment them. And you know, listen, ask the women around you. <laughs> ask the women around you. Uh, find out about from the women around you. Let the conversations keep going there. Uh, we want to create a platform where we can all talk together. Uh, we have a, a, a Facebook group called Noog Nation. And I want to re-kind of start having conversations there. But I know some of you guys have started start leaving Facebook. And we're thinking, do you want us to create an account on Nayona and the other guys an Instagram account where we post and talk? Do you want us to talk on Twitter? Let me know. I'm online on all social media platforms that, that are okay, that are cool. So Instagram, Twitter, uh, yeah, find me there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you. Tatenda Muchopa, I love you with all my heart. Thank you very much for jumping onto this podcast. Oh, Wimpy. yes, honey. Not all my heart is yet, but you're getting there. I'm so okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I love Thanks for having listening. me. No, it's great. No, and we're going to have you soon, like we had mentioned before. And remember, guys, take care yeah. of each other. Love each other. This is Nine Nine. The other guys, I'm figuring out adulthood in 30 or so minutes, which is usually more than 30 minutes. So, guys. <laughs> Bye. Peace out. And now. Capital 263.